I mean, I don't know if you've ever been a child and run away from home. <laughs> but after a while, you become comfortable being away from home. Even though the dangers are many. Even though the worry is great. You've become comfortable. And it's going to take the action that happened with the prodigal to where you're going to come to yourself. But can I tell you, you don't have to wait that long. You don't have, you know, some people say, man, you got to get to the bottom before you know what the top. I don't, I don't agree with that. I don't believe in that. I don't have to. God has never once told me I've got to start all over again. Never. Amen. He picked me up right where I fell. He brushed me off and he said, son, let's keep going. He never said we got to go all the way back to the beginning now because you messed it up in the beginning. We got to go all the way. He didn't, he, he won't do that. He doesn't make us do that. He picks us up right where we are, Charlie. When he stands you up and brushes your pants off, he's brushing off your past. You don't have to worry about going home and changing. You don't have to go back home and do another load of laundry so that you can have clean clothes on for the rest of the journey. He brushed it off. He cleaned it up right there. God, what are you doing? Aren't you tired of starting your conversation with God and saying, God, I'm still sorry about last week? Wouldn't, wouldn't you love to just enter the conversation and say, Good morning, good morning, Father? Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Now listen to this. Listen to this. If your conversation with God has to start out with, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. Listen, God does know your heart, friend. And repentance is of the heart. Repentance is not of your mouth. Come on, religious spirit, I wish you would. Repentance, Charlie, comes from the heart. That's what changes a man. Your mind don't change nothing. Except change. That's all your mind does. Changes from one moment to the next to the next. What you thought was right, now you think is wrong. What you used to think was wrong, now you think is right. We, we've gotten this thing twisted. And if your conversation with God has to start with, God, I'm sorry, then you have no more trust in God than you do in man. He's your father. He never stopped being your father. You can say, good morning, daddy. 
good morning, Daddy. And you let him work that stuff out in your heart. Why do we have to always try to put it up on the table because religious antics said that we have to ask for forgiveness all the time? You got, let me, let me, your words don't make you clean. The Bible said it's not what goes in a man, but it's what coming out of a man. And God searches the heart of a man. He don't search your mouth. He searches your heart. God wants us at a different level with him. He's tired of playing Sunday school. That's enough. Wish I could keep up with half of what I'm supposed to do. Come on, David. Don't please don't hit a toe. Well, I'm just, I just I don't want you to have to not feel it. I don't want to have to tend to it. All right. Before this flies by my mind, keep Lenore and her family in your prayers as it was her father that has passed. No, brother. See, if I'd have, if I'd have waited too long, I'd have made it your uncle or something. But, um, Losing a loved one is not one of the easiest things in the world to tend with. And uh, whether, <laughs> whether there was a good relationship or a bad. Because if it's bad, then you've got to walk through all the guilt. And if it was good, then you've got to walk through the misery of being lonely and thinking God cheated you and took somebody from you Probably one of my most favorite things to do with God's Word is walk through the Scripture. And uh, this morning, if you'll allow me, we've, we've got a lot of Scripture, and I want to walk through it with you. I'm not going to be standing in front of you for two hours or three hours. There's a couple of points that I want to bring out that I feel may help us all. You know, one of, one of the things that I have found that's difficult for me um, in ministry, being a child of God, is letting go of the past so that I can continue on with my journey. I mean, it's, it's hard. If... If you have walked a, an old mountain path without shoes on and stumped a toe, it's hard to continue remembering because the pain will bring it back to you. The, the, a, a, pain, a pain that's been caused in your life has a tendency to bring back memories that, that we don't even need to entertain, but we entertain them. 
and we hold to them. And can I tell you this morning, some of us need to let go of some memories. Because it's those memories that are keeping us from gaining what it is that God has for us. And, and whether you can look at, um, me and Eric were talking just a little bit this morning, and looking at a pastor or looking at an evangelist or whatever that, that you feel that or believed for them to have, a, have an anointing and, and they all, man, they, I just wish I could pray like them and I, I wish I had a marriage like them. I wish my kids were well behaved. I wish my kids were, I wish my kids were well behaved like everybody. But what we don't understand is what they had to go through to get to that point. Man, I wish I could pray like he prays. You, you don't know from which the passion his prayer comes from or hers. You don't know what they deal with internally. I brought the example up to Eric about Hannah. We, you, you don't know what it took for Hannah to get God's ear. Man, I wish I could pray to God and he would just open doors like that for me. You don't know what it took. And are you willing to go through it? And even as you walk in your anointing, even as you walk in your calling, even, even as you walk as a child of God, because once you become a child of God, you're anointed. Do y'all know? You are anointed as soon as you accept Jesus Christ as your Savior. The Bible says that we're sealed by the Holy Spirit. If it wasn't for Him sealed, see, y'all think y'all can can good? Holy Spirit can can better than you can. He seals you right on up. Yeah, I can't make that sound like that. But that's what I've, we, we've been in a series talking about come up here what, and, and, and why, what, what happens, what, what goes on. And, and this is more of a, of, a, of a message of what's required. What's required of me? I, I, know, what, I know what happens to me. I know what can happen to me. I know what happens when I get there. I know what happens if I stay. But what's required of me in order for me and you to come up here? That place that God's called you. What's required? See, we don't, as Christian people, we don't want to believe that there is a requirement. There is a demand that is placed on your life by the ever-living God when you accept him as your Savior. And that demand is for you to die. Boy, we struggle with that one, don't we? But I got, but the, well, if I, oh, we got so many. I told Debbie, I said, what I really want to do is sit down, take my little legal pad and a pen, a full ink, full ink, 
and write a list of excuses on why we don't do as we are commanded by God to do according to His Word. Man, I could fill up a legal pad. And I guarantee you most of you could check off at least 50% of the excuses of why you don't do some of the things that you do. Paul put it like this, I don't do the things that I want to do, and I do the things that I don't want to do. So if Paul, (laughs) I mean this, this dude had a radical change in his life. He went from being blind in a carnal sense to being blind spiritually. Because the light that he saw And he still struggled. Can I tell you this morning? Listen, you're going to have the struggle. Do you have to live in it? No. Does the struggle have the the power or the authority to to dishearten you or to keep you away from what you're called? No. Only the Holy Spirit should have power over you. If you want to be possessed by a spirit, be possessed by the Holy Spirit. You keep playing with these other weird stuff. I entitled this thing, uh, (laughs) The Sounds of Disobedience. Anybody ever heard a child... After they have been spanked, yeah, I said that, spanked by their parents because of disobedience. Heard them squalling. It's the sound of disobedience. See, we have these same sounds in our life. The problem is we listen to them. We're not phased by them anymore. We want to talk about Saul this morning. And as Saul went through his tenure of being king, um, one thing that we have to understand about Saul, um, Saul may have been appointed by God, but Saul was not anointed by God. When, when Saul was anointed, the Bible said that Samuel took a flask of oil, which was a man-made container that would hold the oil. And he anointed Saul with that. When he anointed David, he took a horn of oil, which a horn was created by God. And out of that horn, David was anointed. And if you recall, the horn's oil stayed as he would try to anoint others. He had, what, seven other brothers? Six other brothers? Seven other brothers? I can't remember. Six, I think he was the seventh. So we, we must understand what, we're, what we go through in life. It's, it's one thing to be appointed. It's one thing to be appointed in a position. It's another to be anointed for the position. Because man can appoint you also. But man can take you out of that appointment. But if God anoints you for that position... Man can't take you out. Oh, you might have to readjust. You you might have to be relocated. 
Let's start at 1 Samuel chapter 15. I'm going I'm to take you through some verses. And I, I've, I've highlighted and underlined and put some thought in some of these. And I'll let the Holy Spirit just share with you this morning. Verse 3 in chapter 15 of 1 Samuel says, Now go and attack. This is, this is Samuel talking to Saul. He's giving Saul the word of the Lord. He says, Go and attack Amalek and utterly destroy all, underline that word all, that they have, and do not spare you can underline that. Do not spare them, but kill both. Now listen, God, God is so, he is so descriptive in his instructions. He said, you kill both man and woman, infant, that means little ones, and nursing child. Seems kind of harsh. Ox and sheep and camel and donkey. I want you to go in and I want you to wipe this out. There, there are times in our life that we can get involved in a conversation with God. And God says, okay, here's the deal. I want you to kill everything in you. I want you to get rid of it. If I could remember where, where to go in Scripture, I'd tell you. But get rid of the malice. Get rid of the hatred, the bitterness, the adultery. Get, get rid of it. Get, I want you to kill it all. And he's told... I would say he's probably told everybody in here to kill it. We have a problem. We hear, but we don't listen. Go to verse number 9. And Saul, but Saul, and the people spared Agag. Agag was the king. Of the Amalekites. We spared, he spared Agag and the best of the sheep, the oxen, the fatlings, the lambs, and all that was good. Everything that he deemed to be the best, what he felt would benefit him. I need to hold on to my girlfriend. Even though we're having sex out of marriage. Uh, boy, y'all, boy, it's like I heard a church mouse run across the carpet. Boy, y'all can't stand, y'all can't stand to be talked to. Can't stand to be talked to. But, but it's good for me that I, that I hold on to this one. 
I, I can't, I can't just kill. I can't just, I can't stop this. I can't shut. I've got to hold because it benefits me. It's good. So I'm going to, everything, I'm, I'm going to stop the weed. Not going to drink no more Hennessy. See, y'all thought I was saved all the time. I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do the gin and juice, baby. That's just way over the, th- I'm going to stop all, I'm killing all of that. But I got to hold on to, okay, maybe it's not your girlfriend. God, I'm going to kill it all. I'm going to kill it all except the hatred that I hold for somebody. I've got to hold on because they treated me wrong, and I've got to make sure they hurt. I've got to hold on to that. If I let go of that, that's going to show my weakness if I let go of that. They're going to think I'm a pushover if I forgive them. That's not right for me to hurt and them not hurt. They hurt me. I didn't hurt them. Why, why do I have to suffer and they don't have to? I got news for you. You don't have to. Matter of fact, you'll hold on to your, you think holding on to your suffering is better for you than letting them go. Because you think about it every day. If you don't think about it right now, I'll just give you a name and you think about it again. Because <laughs> you're not over it. You haven't forgiven. That's, that's, that's the quickest test of your heart. To find out if you've, tr- if you've truly forgiven. Let you walk up on them eye to eye, face to face, come around the Walmart. And boom, there she is. Uh-oh. What do I do now? Oh, no, I'm not talking about somebody just said something about your pretty shoes. I'm talking about somebody that talked bad about you, that hurt you, may have lied about you, but they put you on a skillet, baby, and they fried you without grease. They smoked you. I mean hurt. I'm talking pain. I'm not, I'm not talking a little <laughs> I can do with or do without. See, most of, the, most of the things that we consider to be hurt, boy, God's got something good for you this morning. Most of the things that we consider hurt in our life really isn't but our selfish desire. Uh-oh. Or our selfish arrogance. Because, see, you can't be hurt by someone you don't love. Just like you can't be tempted by something you don't desire. But your arrogance, I don't care if you even say that you ever loved a person or not. If they said something bad about you, buddy, you coming. It's not hurt. You just want to talk about them. You ain't hurting over it. You just want to say something bad about them. Your malice. I'll drink it out. 
<coughs> we hold to what we think is good for us. See, it was good for Saul. <coughs> Sorry. It was good for Saul that he held on to Agag because it was a it was a trophy so that he could show I done this. Had proof. Charlie, it's like when we go hunting. Mama ain't gonna believe that you went hunting if you come home empty-handed. I've had to answer that question a many times. You never even went hunting, did you? Yes, I did. No, you didn't. Like Tommy, when they go fishing. You never even went fishing. Yeah, we did. You ain't brought nothing on. You ain't never been fishing. The boat ain't never seen water. Y'all just pull it down the road. It was good for him to have trophy. Now, now Saul understood that there was, a, there was times that sacrifices were to be made up to God. He had experienced some of that, even in a bad way. I mean, we're, we're talking about Saul. We're talking about the king. See, here, here, here's another thing for you. Talk about this this morning. Be careful to operate in a position you weren't anointed for. King Saul offered up sacrifice. Wasn't his position, that's Samuel. Samuel was the priest. Only the priest could all come on church. Only the priest could offer sacrifice. But Saul decided. This man was appointed king. God told Samuel anointing. It's because God got tired of hearing everybody whining and complaining about them wanting to have a king. We want a king like everybody else got a king. Why they get a king and we ain't got a king? Why my pastor like, I want a pastor like this? Why my church, I want a church like, come on. Just get with me for a minute. Help me preach it. You better, whew, Holy Spirit, you better be careful what you're complaining about because that may be the very thing I want what everybody else has. What if they end the bus going to hell? Come on, church. What if the word that they're getting is impure doctrine? Come on, church. But I want what they got. They don't have what we I want. It's like a nursery anymore in church. No longer. No longer do we chase after God. But we are so bent on, on fulfilling desire of self. This is what happens. We get so, so filled up on ourselves that we, continuing through verse 9, 
we are unwilling to utterly destroy them. We have, we have made a conscious decision to act out of rebellion. You chose not to. It says you're unwilling, willing the will of a man. You will. In this case, unwilling. I'll kill everything. Let's finish verse 9. But everything despised and worthless, they utterly destroyed. Anything that doesn't profit me, I don't need it anyway. It's not hard to kill. See, come on. I went to church. I got saved. I really don't like to smoke. I just smoke around my friends because it makes me look good. God, I'll kill the smoking. See, and go to church and brag about you not smoking no more. I kicked that thing in the butt. Because you didn't find worth in it. What about the other thing that you didn't kick in the butt? Like abusing your children. Or cheating on your spouse. What, what about those things? Why, why, are we, why are we so bent on holding on to those things which profit us? Oh, we can let go of everything that's useless, worthless. Boy, you're getting talked to this morning, ain't you? Huh? God, boy... Jump to 14. Y'all wanted to know. I told y'all what this was about. I told y'all this is about the requirement. What's our requirement? I, you wanted to hear it because you kept sitting here, so I'm going to tell you. Okay? You, you wanted to eat what was at the buffet because you went to the buffet. Don't. No. Verse 14. This is Samuel. He says, uh, what then is the bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? See, the, 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 this is... <laughs> Samuel said, he woke up early and I'm going to just paraphrase some. I'm just trying to get through some of this, okay? Because I know some of you hungry, you want chicken. I'm going to help you. So I'm going to paraphrase some of this. This is, when, this is when Samuel woke early the next morning, and he got a word. And God said, oh, he's already went here. He's already found this. He's already done this. And he's already went by, and he's on his way to Gilgal. So Samuel goes and meets him. Well, I can just see. I... Samuel, to me, crosses me as one of those, um, can't say this in church, he just don't take a lot of crap. I mean, he, I just think, if Samuel is this guy, why don't you do what you're told? I mean, they ain't cracking no smile, we're not going to joke, I'm not going to try to make you feel good. 
I'm not going to try to make you feel at ease while I'm reprimanding you like we do to our kids. Now, honey, now you know. if you, We was going past uh, a store yesterday, me and my wife, where she made me stop. She handcuffed me to the, then went, never mind. But we going by a store, and there's this lady walking down the sidewalk with her two children. One, eh, six, close, somewhere. And another one, man, it couldn't have been more than two years old. I, I still say it was she was less than two. And she just walked down the sidewalk doing her thing, boy, away from everybody. And mama going to go up to her and grab her by the hand and go, and the, <laughs> like some of y'all do when a pastor grabs you by the hand and says, listen, you can't act that way. <laughs> That's the bleeding. That's the bleeding. And I said, boy, I blister her high in Listen, that, that kid will still love you because you saved her life. Keep her from running out in front of a car. What, what, what seems to be right in a man's eyes. See what Israel got. He got they got a king. That was rebellious. They got a king that was arrogant. All because they wanted to be like the one down the street. Okay? Okay. That's what you want? Go anoint Saul. All right. Now, this is after he meets up with Saul, and Saul runs up to him, and, well, there's a spot in here. Oh, here, here's a good, right here. I, I'm going to back up one verse, Tommy. You ain't got to go there. Then Samuel went to Saul, and Saul, this is what Saul said to Samuel. Blessed are you of the Lord. Amen. He was right on target. 100% pure truth. That was like a bling revelation. He, that is exactly who he was. And right out the same mouth, this is that sweet water and bitter water, right out the same mouth, he said, I have performed the commandment of the Lord. And that's why Samuel said, well, what's that bleat? Is that lowing? I thought he said kill it all. <laughs> What's this smell? Boy, is that weed? I thought he said get rid of all of it. Hey, honey, do you want your chicken barbecue? Is that what? Who? Who is that? I thought he said kill it all. But we're going to hold to what we find worth in. Not what he finds. Because, do you not know that God knew that they had perfect lambs and cattle that a priest could use to offer up sacrifices? especially for the sins of Israel once a year. I mean, they had to bring the firstborn, and it had to be clean, baby. 
Don't you know that God already knew that they had those? Don't you think that God sees some worth in that too? But he said, hey, wait a minute. And Samuel goes on to tell him. We'll flip over to that in a minute. God already knew. What then is that bleeding of the sheep in my ears and the lowing of the oxen which I hear? Verse 17. No, I'm going to back up. Let me, I'm going to just read 15 and I'll go to 17. I'm going to read right on through it. And Saul said, they have brought them from the Amalekites. They... People follow leaders. Not much of a leader they got in a king that says, well, they... What are you doing pointing your face? See, we don't want to take responsibility for nothing we do. It's always got to have the finger on somebody else, baby. Right? Y'all don't like it because some of y'all probably do. Y'all say about it's, it's like that little shoot thing in, in the carnival. They get up and shoot them little bang, bang, them ducks. That's what y'all, y'all stand out in front of the church and go, that one does this, that one said that, and this one done that. Take it up with him. Take it up, if you don't like it, take it up with him. They have brought them from the Amalekites. For the people spared the best of the sheep and the oxen to sacrifice to the Lord your God. <laughs> Maybe you'll get it. And the rest we Why is it when you think something's wrong, it's everybody else's problem? And why is it when you perceive it to be right or in obedience, you include yourself? They brought them from the Amalekites so that it could be sacrificed up to your God. But we utterly destroyed what was left? Arrogant. He won a king. You got him, baby. Now deal with it. Do you think there might have been a couple innocent people in Israel that probably done right? I would say there was a handful, just like it is in church. There's a handful that really tries. And the rest of them, they don't care. <laughs> they just, uh-oh. Samuel said to Saul, shut up. That's today's terminology. 
That's the RDM translation. But that was with an exclamation, so he was serious. I told you, Samuel's, Samuel's not the guy. He, he don't want to hear the nonsense. He, he wants to know that you heard what God said, and he wants to see that you've done what God said do. That is who Samuel was. Samuel was a prophet of the, of the Lord. Samuel was called in the early wee hours of the morning several times. Aww. Samuel was birthed out of passion. Samuel was given for purpose. Samuel was given out of humility. Samuel was given out of selflessness. Come on, y'all remember Hannah? This is Samuel. This is Hannah's baby. The one that was persecuted for a long time, to and from, all the time going to a sacrifice, all the time going up for these things. And she didn't even have to go. It was required of the men. And Hannah went. Hannah said, I know, what it, I know what it is to go from here to there. I know what it is to come up. I don't have to, but I'm going. It's not required of me, but I am going to do it anyway. If there's any way possible, I can find favor in the eyes of the Lord. But even, even out of that selfless act, it still took her some time to figure it out. Hannah, this ain't about you. This is about my purpose. You carry, you carry my purpose inside of you. I just haven't awoken it yet. When you get it right, when you pray the will of the Father... Stop praying, your will be done. Amen. Start praying, your will Amen. be done. She said, if you'll just give me a son, I'll give him to you. <laughs> Careful with your words because they'll be tested. Lo and behold, she got pregnant. Uh-oh. Hope it's a girl, hope it's a girl, hope it's a girl, hope it's a... Because see, only the men could serve. Hope it's a girl, hope... Come on, y'all, come on. God, God, your will be done, but I hope his job is mine. I hope his job is mine. I hope his job is mine. Come on. I love not having notes, man. I just get free. Loving every minute of it. I don't know what that goes to, but I better be quiet. Keep singing. Something else might come out and be wrong. Be quiet, and I'll, I will tell you what the Lord said to me last night. <laughs> be careful coming up in the preacher's office telling the preacher, what you did, what you did, because the Lord probably already talked to him and told him. <laughs> probably already said something to him. He called him on the main line and said, I got to tell you something. They get ready to come to you when they do. This is what I want you to say. 
So Samuel said, reminding, reminding Saul of who Saul was. Sometimes you need to be reminded of who you were and what God made you even in the time that you were who you were. Listen. He says, so Samuel said, when you were little in your own eyes, when you didn't think that you could do it, Rocky, when you didn't think, when you didn't think you could do it, I showed you differently and you've done it. Don't become arrogant. Don't become haughty. Don't become big-headed. Don't become prideful. Don't become selfish. See, I, if you read this, it'll keep you out of trouble. Make you mad, but it'll keep you out of trouble. You know, I've probably been, I probably have gotten more angry reading the word than I have joyful. Because it provokes me. I can be reading, man, I'm going, man, this is good, man, it's a good promise, good promise, boy. It's a good, and before I close the word up, daggone it, I ain't doing something right. I want this thing to fix me. If the word is not changing you, you're not in love with the word. Do I need to remind you what the word is, who the word is? John 1, 1, do I need to remind you? If you love Jesus, trust me, you'll want to be changed. Debbie put it right one time. She said it, we, we do out of love for God. You don't do it for the love of God. You do it out of the love for God. That, that's how you keep the works mentality, mentality separated from the doer mentality. Your accomplishments are not going to get you to heaven, friend. If you aren't careful, all of your accolades that you're so focused on become your idol and you'll put those before God and you're going to end up in hell. You won't even end up in hell with your accolades because everything gets burned up. So you're still empty. I'd, be, I'd rather be empty handed in heaven so I could take what was mine. Oh, that box is mine. I'll take it now. <laughs> See, I'm, I'm going to go back. I'm going to ask him if there's any, you know, can we back out like the... Because I know I got some boxes up there, man, I'm missing, and I'm so angry. Boy, I'm so angry. The blessings that's, that's set up for you and I that we'll never see or experience here on the face of this earth because we won't listen in church. Because we won't hear the word of the Lord. Those blessings that you were, man, oh, the things that you go and pray for when you should be praying to God to open up your eyes so that you can walk into the kingdom mindset so that you can do the work of the Lord and not worry about the other things that you're wanting because he already knows your desires of your heart. So he'll give them to you seeking him first.
I'll just let me keep reading. Now the Lord, now the Lord sent you on a mission. Samuel still uh, go and utterly destroy the sinners, the Amalekites, and fight against them until they are consumed. When why then why 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 why? Why are you still doing it? When are you going to stop? Why did you not obey the voice of the Lord? When are you going to listen? This is important for you. This is important. Assuredly, assuredly, this is important. Why did you swoop down on the spoil? Why, why are you still dabbling? Why are you still sticking your hand in there? Why are you still thinking about it? Why are you still going through the process? Why do you continuously walk out blatant? You just walk into it. Why? Why are you doing this? God told you to kill it. Why? Why do you keep going back? What is so important in your past? And Saul said to Samuel, but I have obeyed. It's just like a Christian. I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. I did do it. Now he just got shown that he didn't. We refuse to take correction. We will not hear it. We don't want to hear it from nobody. We don't want it. Most of us. Because if somebody tells you you're wrong, no, I'm not, you're wrong. Here comes that selfish desire back in your heart, always wanting to put yourself before men, and the Bible's telling you totally opposite. Why can't you be wrong? Boy, do you know how many arguments we've walked away from because I knew I was right. <laughs> hmm? I've walked away from several of them, baby. It only takes a matter of years to get your wife to that. Come on, you've never been in an argument and you, all you got to do, all you got to do, pause, rewind, and play. And they go, oh. So instead of just doing it, just go, okay. Okay, baby. Oh, she's relentless. I got to say it like four times. Okay, 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 okay. I got to do it like that. Fine, fine. And then we do it. I go, look, all we had to do was, well, why didn't you say, mm -mm. nope, 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 nope. But this is how we're learning. You're not always going to be right. Oh, apparently you've already been told. Oh, yeah. 
Now I know why he went to the back. Now I know why he hiding in the back because he think I ain't going to pick him out. When you sit back there with the Stooges, I'm going to find you. I say Stooges lightly. If it wasn't for those guys, I'd probably have a much easier life. I mean, a much harder life. How many of you have said that? But I have obeyed the voice of the Lord. Maybe, maybe he meant impartiality. Maybe whoever wrote that right there, they forgot to put that in. They, it was supposed to have been. But I did do what the Lord ordered me in part. They forgot that. I'm sure that's in another translation. I'm going to find it. I'm going to put that in the RDN translation. 2020. All kinds of stuff you'll find in 2020. And gone on the mission on which the Lord sent me and brought back Agag, king of Amalek. But I utterly destroyed the Amalekites. I got rid, God, I've gotten rid of everything that you told me. Now, I'm keeping this because I'm, I'm pretty sure. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I'm, I'm going to keep, I'm, I'm going to get rid of all of this, but I'm, I'm going to keep this because I've got a point to prove. And, and if, I, if I hold on to this part right here, God, I can show people that you can be imperfect and still serve you. Uh-oh, that was a nerve. I can, I can show people that, that I can still, I still go to church. I, I can, I hold on to a piece of it. Just, <laughs> but God, on Saturday night, <laughs> on Saturday night at the shindig, I can witness I'm going to hold on to that. Tough, ain't it? Oh, boy, this is, this is like that piece of meat that's almost but not really. And it just chew and chew and chew. And this is one of the napkin meats. You, you'll chew on it. You'll chew on it for a period, and then you'll go, and you'll put it in your pocket because you don't want to hear about it no more. <laughs> I just hope to God that grease run out and remind you. <laughs> oh, but wait a minute! Check him out. He's so good. He said, "But the people." He didn't say I ordered the people. He's the king. But the people took of the plunder the sheep and oxen. The, the best, the best of the things. Now watch, listen, listen. The best of the things 
which should have been destroyed. What? What, what, what did you just say, Saul? First you told me that they done this and we done that, but you done exactly what God told you. Now you're telling me in the same conversation, but they took all of that and that should have been, that's what he just said. He said they took it and it should have been utterly destroyed. That's what he just... Come on, Christian. As soon as you do it. Huh? As, I mean, as soon, sometime as you grow, you're just going to have the thought. But as a babe in Christ, you, you're going to go. And it might be a week later. Because you're still caught up in your plunder. You're still holding on to the the stuff you're comfortable with, it's almost second nature. It's supposed to be there, right? Christian people, boy. We ain't no wonder. Stiff neck, brood vipers. It ain't, it ain't no wonder Jesus was just flat in the face. See, y'all didn't think Jesus said that. He said, you bunch of boy. He said, I got to go to the garden again. <laughs> But the people took of the plunder, the sheep and the oxen, the best of all the things which should have been utterly destroyed to sacrifice to the Lord your God. Here he goes again. Is it not his God? This thing here, boy, is getting on my nerves. I'm getting ready to sling it. Lose my train of thought. Jesus, help me get rid of my anger. Your God. That's what I was talking about. Your God. He threw it right back to him again. It, it's your God that's saying this and they done that. I've done what I'm supposed to do. This is basically the conversation. Just like what the way you would talk to me in the office if I come and confronted you about a sin that you constantly walk in. You would say, well, they done and this is happening and you're God, and, but I've done everything. Pastor, I've said, I've said everything I need to say. Boy, I've heard that one many a time. I've said everything. That's the problem. Do I need to go back a couple scriptures? Samuel said, shut up. Pastor, I've, I've done all I'm going to do. I've, I've done, no, no. You, you're, not, you're not so arrogant in that yet. I've done all I think I need to do. You will say that. Heard it. Done everything I think I need to do. Just like Saul? Really? <laughs> really? I can't do it as good. Really? You've done all that you think you needed to do. Well, good for you. Here's the problem. This is what God said to do. Don't like that. It's called arrogance. It's called pride. I know. 
I'm the only one in here that suffers from any of that. I know. So Samuel said, being the nice pastor that he is, the loving pastor, the one that just cradles and kisses every baby, right? This is what he said. Has, has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifice? Does, does he delight so much in sacrifice that it's okay for you just to disregard obedience? That's what it's saying. Does he love sacrifice that much to where he can look past your disobedience? Really? 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 <laughs> Does he look at your tithes and your offering and your attendance in class and disregard your disobedience through the week? Really? Really? It's no wonder you say you serve God. I would say I serve God to everybody if my God would allow me to do that. And right now, sometimes it's hard. Sometimes I go, yep, I'm a Christian. I'm a Christian. I want to chop people, <laughs> kick them. I go to the altar and pray, not for them, but against them. Come on, the sons of thunder done it. Y'all didn't say nothing about them. Y'all laugh about them when they do it. They said, God, you want Jesus, you want us to pray down fire from heaven and just burn them all up? See, y'all laugh about that. But if a pastor says that he went and prayed, God, if you don't seal, if you don't seal Charlie's lips for me. <laughs> God, please, please, for the love of Peter, James, and John, God, please, give Linda a word of knowledge that Charlie needs to be quiet. I don't pray that, Charlie. I know she tells you every once in a while, but I don't pray that. <laughs> See, I'm trying to pick on the people that can deal with it. Charlie knows. I, I pray that Charlie knows without a shadow of a doubt I love him. I dare not say or do anything that would hurt. Not on purpose. And if I did, I would be bold enough. To apologize. Has the Lord as great delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in obeying the voice of the Lord? Behold, pay attention, give, give attention to, listen, look, hear me. Obedience is better than sacrifice. And to heed than the fat of rams. For rebellion, this is the pastor, this is the loving, dear, sweet, compassionate, caring pastor. For rebellion, he's calling him rebellious, is a sin. Uh-oh. It's not a fallacy. It's not a oops. It's not a, it's a sin. And it's a sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness? <laughs> I got to park here. I got to take a drink. 
I'll take one more. And stubbornness. I know. I'm the only one who struggles with that too. If you are married right now in your mind, you're saying, oh, if Dennis would listen to this one. Huh? Right? Come on. Eric said, boy, Lord have mercy. I wish Jennifer was in here to hear this word right here. <laughs> hear the word of the Lord. Because see, if you're sitting here thinking that, man, I wish so-and-so, you missed it because it's for you. Y'all liked the beginning of the series when I was talking about come up here. Y'all liked that. Y'all, y'all were excited after first night. I got a bunch of people just, man, whoosh. Today it's going to be, man. Hey, can we have a meeting, kick a pastor out and have a meeting? Because we need to. See, you got to be careful. Boy, I bless the Lord, oh, my soul. God, I love finding liberty in your presence. Do y'all know what it is to be free? I mean, brother, to be free. Not not free to to walk in sin and not, not free to be all of these things that we're talking. I'm just talking... Do you know what it is to be free in the Lord Jesus? Just to know that, oh my God, you control the words. Restrain my lips, but control the words. Don't worry about the things that you're going to say, because they're going to call you into the courts, but don't worry about it. Y'all remember the story. Y'all remember the, the scriptures, right? Don't worry about it because the words that you speak aren't going to be your words. They're going to be words that's going to be given to you by the Holy Spirit. And those are the words that you're going to, and it's going to change people's lives. Because you've rejected the word of the Lord. He has, oh. There, there's a portion in these scriptures where it says that God actually regretted. Putting Saul as king. Now, now it's, it's, it's not that, so that you understand this a little better, that that, that, that wording and, and that in there is not as if he regretted ever making the decision. He, 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 he's regretting the outcome for the people because of the person that he put in place. Because see, oh man, this just backs up everything. This backs all of it up. God can't do anything in your life that you won't allow him to do. Linda, he can set you up with the finest kitchenery 
wall-to-wall spices, no gluten, but everything else under the sun to make the finest dinner for a king. And if you don't get up or make Charlie get up and go to the and do anything, guess what won't be there when the king comes? I wonder how many of us are preparing. See, he said that I've gone. It's better that I go. And where I go, I'll go and prepare a place for you. And where I go, there's many mansions. <laughs> you got one up there. I do too. I'm going to get to mine first though. You got to wait in line. <laughs> Selfish pastor. Oh, he goes and makes a place for us so that that we can sit at his table. Do you know how how awesome it would be? (laughs) Like right now, that we would make such a place in us That he could come. He says, if you abide in me, I'll abide in you. Oh, if, if we would make a place in us and in our life that he could come and sit with us until that time. Boy, isn't it? Oh, man, I love the Holy Spirit. You know, if you and Joe, hey, Joe, if, if, you, and, if you and Joe, Y'all, y'all just, y'all just meet me and Debbie. You just, you just met us. And then you say, hey, why don't you come over to the house and have lunch? That's a nice gesture. It's awesome. Okay, so we'll go and we come over and man, it's, it's like you, you can feel the tension because well, did I did I make it right, or is is this what they like, or or? <laughs> is it clean enough? Is it big enough? Is it good enough? Is it this enough? Is it that enough? Is see all of these pressures that we put on ourselves. Now check this out. I've not lost my point. I'm right, well, the Holy Spirit's right on it. Man, he knows how to bring this stuff from heaven to earth so that I can get some every once in a while because he knows how hard it is for me to come up here. <laughs> My mind goes, but what if, what if, what if we go out to lunch at a restaurant? We talk things over. We just chit-chat. We become more acquainted. We have some other outings, whether it was in the park with the church or a bonfire perhaps. And, and we go and, and we're just, man, we are having communion with one another. We, we are fellowshipping. We're talking about the wolves. I mean, we're just talking about so much. And then one day you said, hey, why don't you and Debbie come to our house for lunch? And we go over, man, we have a ball. 
you enjoyed it. We enjoyed it. Man, we enjoyed it so much we didn't want to leave. And you had to finally say, Debbie, I'm done. You got to go. And I'm at the door going like this for an hour. But do you see... Do you see what you can enjoy in the atmosphere when you have a relationship already built up? You already have the expectations. Huh? Come on. It's the same. Don't you think that when you go to heaven and you sit at Jesus' table, I wonder how many of us will sit and, and fiddle with our napkin on our lap or, or maybe spill a drink because we're nervous and, oh, I don't know how to act and because it's going to be much better up there. The china is going to be <laughs> remarkable. I wonder how many of us will go up there with our nerves shot. Scared out of her mind, Linda. Because we, we didn't make a place down here. He hasn't eaten with us. We, we, don't, know what, we don't know if he's going <laughs> to... We don't know if he's going to cut the steak with a fork. Or if it even needs to be cut. It might already be cut. We don't know if it's going to be medium rare, which we can't stand the blood. Oh, we can't stand... Oh, dear Jesus... You can't even have a relationship with him if you can't stand the blood. Because he said, unless you can drink my blood and eat my food, you could have no part. See, if we don't have a relationship here, if we don't build this thing up here, how are we going to act when we get there? There's going to be some right outside the banquet hall at the door. There's going to be others going like this. I'm, I'm running. I'm coming up your back because then I'll have a better body and I can run faster. And I'm, I'm going to come up over your back. I'm getting the first. I, I want to sit on the right hand of the Father. I want to get there and sit down. I know I can't have it, but see, I can't have it because I'm already sitting there now because he said that he is gone. He is already in heaven and we are with him in heavenly places. Sitting on the right hand of the... See, y'all don't understand. Y'all don't want to go there. I do. I got to finish. Dear Jesus. I'm going to do it like this every Sunday, God. As long as this is what you want. If your will be done. Then Saul said to Samuel, Ah, <laughs> okay, took a minute. But he figured it out. I have sinned. For I have transgressed the commandment of the Lord and your words. <laughs> Daggone it, man. He was, all, he was right there. He almost done it. But just like us Christians, Pastor, I, I was wrong, but... <sighs> But I was scared. I, I feared what 
people. Feared what people might say. So I, I obeyed their voice. Put no other God before me. We do it all the time. You. Boy, I want to call y'all some names. And I can't. Brood vipers. Stiff necks. Rumpelstilt skin. How, how long will how long will we stay down here before we come up here? Or will we ever get here? Will the trumpet sound? And you still here? Oh, you'll go to heaven. You're going to make the train. You're going to get your card punched. And when you get here, you don't know how to act. You don't even know what's there. Everything that you've just seen is just blown past your expectations. And there's other people up there like Tommy. At least I hope. I, I hope that he's running over in the corner. And fishing with Moses. I, I just, man, that, golden fishing rods. Fishing with silver lining and golden poles. I mean, whoo, boy. I want to fish with Peter. But I ain't got to worry about the boat. We just walking. But how many of us are going to be able when, when we get there? Now listen, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that any of us are proud. It's not that I have acquired. It's not that I have arrived. But what I have done is getting rid of the past <laughs> and reaching. All right, never mind. If you get there, trust me, if you get up here every once in a while, even if you step, have to step back, you, up and down, even if you at least get a taste And that day you get sucked up into glory. What? Heaven got one bad vacuum. I need to get find out that vacuum and the patent so I can put it in the houses. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Just turn off the <laughs> furniture and all gone. <laughs> Dogs, <laughs> spouse. <laughs> 
That's what's going to happen. He said, but I feared the people and obeyed their voice. I'm scared what people are going to think about me, so I preach a different way. I'm scared how people are going to feel, so I do things a little differently. So I I please Galatians 1.10, never mind. Verse 30, uh, almost finished, We're on, but this is so good, man, I don't want to leave it. I have sinned, <laughs> you almost had it again. Yet, honor me now. See, y'all wouldn't have read it like that, y'all would have said, yet honor me now. No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it with a rebellious, arrogant attitude. Because, okay, yeah, I sinned, but honor me anyway because I'm the king. <laughs> Come on. Come on, church. At least, at, at least, well, let me finish this scripture and then I'll go into it just for a second. I have, I have sinned, yet honor me now. Please, before the elders of my people and before Israel... And return with me. You, you, come, you come back with me. You follow with me. You, you return with me. I know I've done wrong, and you're right. But I want you to follow me. That I may worship the Lord your God. Manipulation, witchcraft, rebellion. It's right here. It's all, it's all, it's, it's all... I have sinned. I've, I've done wrong. Yet honor me now. Still, even though I've done wrong, I am king. So, present me to the people as if I've not done wrong. Come on, Christian. I'm going to church on Sunday dressed as if I've done nothing wrong. I even put my coat on this morning. I almost wore a tie. But whether choked me, I'd have been fighting. Honor me. No, no, no humility whatsoever. Okay, I done wrong. I mean, there was a point there where Samuel said, let me tell you what God, he said, well, speak on. <laughs> it's in there. Here it is, verse 16. Then Samuel said to Saul, be quiet, and I'll tell you what the Lord said to me last night. See, I didn't finish this scripture off, but God brought me back to it. And he said to him, speak on. Tell me everything you know. Eric. What's required of me to come up here? Chapter 30. One. Almost done. Now we're just going to go through chapter 31 and then we'll be done. <laughs> chapter 31, you ready? 
Verse number four, that's where I'm going to start, and I'm going to stop at verse six. And I'm just going to come through this, okay? I'm just going to get right on through it. Then Saul said to his armor bearer, draw your sword and thrust me with it, lest these uncircumcised men come and thrust me through and abuse me. Boy, he... Let me get through it. But his armor bearer would not... For he was greatly, even the armor bearer knew of an anointing. Touch not my anointed, do my prophets no harm, even on his deathbed. Therefore Saul took a sword and fell on it, because his armor bearer wouldn't. It, it, it took, <laughs> and, and when his armor bearer saw that Saul was dead, he also fell on his own sword and he died with him. So Saul, his three sons, his armor bearer, and all his men died together that same day. Can I, can I tell you, it wasn't Saul's sword that killed Saul. It wasn't his sword because it didn't say he got his sword. <laughs> I told y'all, if y'all read that thing, man, it a. But he got a sword and he fell on it. Everybody always says it was his. That he died on his own sword. Well, he did. <laughs> But it wasn't the sword that you think it was that killed him. It was the sword of everything else that he wouldn't let go of. If he would have just laid it down. If he would have just said, God, you got it. If he could have found some way in him to be humble. Not to be so arrogant and haughty. Be obedient. If he could have laid, if he could have laid it all down when he was told. See, we as Christians, we have the same problem. The very thing that God tells you to do away with and you don't will come around the bend and take you out. When are we going to listen? When will we really do what God has told us to do? Numerous times. He said, forgive that person. I ain't forgive them yet. He said, let it go. I can't let it go. Don't be hateful and you mean as a snake. Do away with that slanderous word and that nasty mouth and you just cussing out. You almost cuss out the person opening the church door because you come in. So, man, I mean, you see what I'm saying? We, there's some things in our life. We, we church... Hear the word of the Lord. You better let go.
You're putting, you're putting more worth on what he's told you to kill because of how it makes you feel than you are on God himself. Isaiah put it like this. If God be God. If you're God, be God. Let him be God. He had to prove. How much further in life are you going to go with the sound of disobedience in your ears? Will you have, will, will God be so gracious to give you the opportunity when you reach and grab a sword and give you a moment to reconsider your ways? Or was that last week that he gave you that consideration? And yet again, you said, well, they... And I did. And then your breath is gone. Where do you end up? Listen, disobedience is not a game. I'm just, I'm grateful that I've, I've only got one, I've only got one life to live on earth. That's all I've got. It's just one. I am so grateful that God's grace allots me many times to live that life. If it wasn't for God's grace, Don, we done. I mean, it's over. But we will constantly use the words of Saul. Well, they... Well, Pastor, that's what you think God said, but I done. <laughs> okay. Okay. Don't... Oh. It's only two. Okay. Listen... Don't, don't do this. Don't, don't do this, okay? Don't be like Saul and go through all that Saul went through to be humiliated upon death. Do y'all know what they done to him? Listen, do you want this done to you? And this will show the arrogance of your spirit. So listen to me, and I'll tell you about your response at the end. When you die, because we're all, we're, we're, it's going to happen. We're we leaving. When you die, do you want those that were left behind to look over your casket and I mean just kind of smack you in the chin or mess your hair up or just humiliate you in front of everybody. 
Do you want to be talked about and drugged through the mud even after you're trying to <laughs> rest in peace? Is that what you truly want? Because Saul, after killing himself <laughs> when he should have done it years ago, after killing himself physically, the army of the Philistines came to strip the soldiers on the field. They strip them of their armor. That's how they maintain their armies. They, show, they stripped him of his armor and his sons. And they cut off his head. The man's already dead. They cut off his head and they take him back. to their little synagogues of idols. And they hang him on the wall for all to see. Can I tell you this, my friend? If you don't fix, if you won't kill, if you don't hush the bleeding The very same thing may be done to you. Maybe not so much somebody cutting your head up. Maybe not. But God putting you in front of your friends, your peers, your family. <laughs> not a fun day. I ain't trying to make you work up into something either. This is between you and God, friend. I, I can't, I'm, well, <laughs> I can kill your past just like Samuel did. Y'all do know what Samuel done to Amalek, right? Or Agag, he took him back. What you've done to your mothers, you've left mothers childless. From this day forward, you'll leave your mother childless. And he hacked him to pieces, pieces. cut him up with swords, hacked him. Be careful when you're playing with the man of God. I'm, I'm scared sometimes. The people I talk to, whoa, what has God told him last night? What did I do? Count your ways. <laughs> we, got to, we better be careful. Man, we, we, we have no honor whatsoever. And we'll quickly use they as an excuse.